In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what's happening at B-Sides Augusta? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, what is happening at B-Sides Augusta? This is another podcast special where I sit down with some friends for about an hour and a half and just talk about information security related topics and this one in particular we talk about you know some of my origins because i sit down with adam twitty jeff lang and robert preston three guys i know from columbia south carolina uh, adam i actually worked with adam on my first security role robert also was hired while we were there so and he kind of talks about you know what it was like working on a good team which i think is uh, very important and then we talk about we talk with jeff we've met through a local user group that me and Adam set up, which is called Colasec. And it's just a monthly information security meetup group where we where we get together and discuss information security, drink some beer, eat some food. It's it's actually a really, really great time. Uh, but we also talk about, you know, the paths getting into InfoSec as well as what you need to know. So a lot of lot of good stuff packed in here. Again, this is marked explicit. So if you have kids in the car, uh, then I would maybe save this for later. I will also, I'm also going to have my, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to have back-to-back specials because I've got the DerbyCon specials one. I don't have anything recorded. So that one will also be next week where I've got a different set of people coming in to talk about information security and stuff like that. I've, I've got a lot of good feedback from people about these podcasts. So I really enjoy doing them. I'm hoping to do them more. Uh, particularly through through you know the beginning end of this year well maybe not the end of this year but uh, next year and and leading into you know uh, the future um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how this goes if this is your first time listening to the Explore information security podcast this might not be the best one to start usually my episodes are 20 to 30 minutes and that's on purpose uh, I like the short episodes, but for these, it, it doesn't make as much sense to break them up because it's you know, one one long rambling stream of information security talk. Uh, so I've gotten some really good feedback from it. Keep keep it coming, especially if you don't like them. I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear what I could do better. Do I need to actually structure it better? This so this one is is a lot more. It's not structured at all. It's just I hit the record button and and we go and. We, we talk and, and, you know, as if we were just going to sit around and talk about different things with information security. So, enjoying them. Uh, I hope you enjoy them as well. And enjoy. Effect. It's not it a is, side effect. It is a side effect. It's not the cause of anything, though, other than uh, the fact that... Oh, hell. I haven't had a TOs or a... What the hell is a Mose in six months? And my bowels are... Happy? Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed away from the Taco Bell too, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? Not so much. They're very healthy. I last week, actually. But yeah, I did. I was eating good for a while. We're recording now, by the way. Now that we've I, like, gotten rid of all of our good material, it's going to just be yeah, silent. Yeah, now that we're not talking anymore. Right. Right. We are sitting here at B-Sides. Well, we're not at B-Sides anymore. We're at Augusta, Georgia, where they just no, had B-Sides. No, B-Sides was held in this condo. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. 
Uh, no, we are literally seven, like we were with an we're audience. Be besides Adam, seven hundred people in like one five hundred square feet. Oh, did you hear the numbers for today? They had seven hundred and forty-one people check in. Nice. And they had 744 people check in last year, but they think this year it was down a little bit because of all the hurricane activity going on. They had people canceling. Well, and it wouldn't surprise me if there were people that attended and didn't check in. Yeah. Well, they were watching to make sure you had your badge. Yeah. They had people at just about every door. Yeah. I mean, and I I would say... Sandra, who was supposed to come down... Uh, with uh, Colasac. She got activated. Yeah, she got activated with uh, the National Guard. I, I wonder how many of the National Guard military folk ended right, up. Right, and this is a military yeah. based conference because it's at right. Fort, you know, it's it's Fort I, I asked Drew about it because I thought, you know, the the hurricane kind of, you know, passed us by a little, a little bit more than we expected. And I asked if uh, maybe they had cut short that deployment, but no, they, she was getting back to uh, Columbia uh, today. So yeah, there's just no way she could come down. Uh, yeah, that's things, but whatever. I mean, it's it is. That, it's, it happens. I mean, I'm glad they're there, and I'm glad that they're right. there to help people when they right. need it. But still, they had 700 people show up, which is like yeah, it's one it's, of the bigger B sides in, in the world. Like I think they're third behind DC and Las Vegas, Vegas and yeah. I think San Francisco is pretty big too. They're the top five B sides, which is crazy because you think we were chatting around Augusta, Georgia today, going. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it was like uh, it was like warehouse, 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 downtown like little area where people go warehouse, warehouse, warehouse. Yeah. So it's just yeah. it's it's a little I don't know. Augusta is also kind of known for the Masters, which we are within walking distance, staying at an Airbnb of some rich guy who's probably you know comes down here for the event. Um, but it's really cheap during the rest of the year. I kind of hope he's one of your listeners, and he writes in to be like, uh, "Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work in infrastructure, which wouldn't surprise me either. But yeah. Hey, no, dude. But this, hey, but dude. This place your is couch nice. is in a really weird place. We actually spent about fifteen minutes talking about like what, this setup, the, the layout of the furniture. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and we are. Uh, if it goes silent, it's because we're watching. Me and Adam are watching the. Uh, South Carolina versus Kentucky game. Hey, I'm watching it too. At this point, is but you don't really care. I, everyone's actually your team it. beat the crap out of East Carolina already. So well, I mean, that was mostly second half, and right. I didn't see any of that. Right. So. But so you might hear some yes from me or Adam or something if if Carolina can actually get their act together because they're down. It's 14-6 right now. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes, I'm you can going swear. To be so I, I mark <laughs> yes, I mark these as explicit. So <laughs> is this an adult podcast? Can this we is, talk about things? Well, we have alcohol, so yes. At this point, <laughs> we were talking about. I started recording and we, he starts talking about bowel movements. So, <laughs> but you know that's not an my healthy bowel. We should all be willing all, and able to talk about our bowel movements. We should all have healthy bowels. To do. We, we really should. Healthy bowels are important. We should not be embarrassed by them. So I think we should uh, mention who's on the podcast. Of course, this is <laughs> Timothy D. Black, uh, host of the podcast, and we'll go start with Adam. I don't want to. Adam has been on the podcast before. I prefer to people, make fun of this. People who have, who have listened to this probably from the beginning would probably recognize Adam. I think he asked like one question on my earlier podcast. I, yeah, I wanted this to is, be much more useful in that podcast. Unfortunately, I was sort of really enthralled by your guest. And was just you, were, you were shy. It's okay. This yes, is Adam Rimes with Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> well played. So now you have to say your last name. Yes, I'm Adam Twitty. I've been working in information security for what six, seven years now. Yeah, Adam. Adam I actually worked with Adam as one of my first, uh, my first security I, gig. He wouldn't hire me as a network admin. Oh, by the way, 
don't know if you two haven't heard about this, but I, I interviewed with him in, in the network admin role, and they didn't hire me. And then I learned I, my lesson, damn it. I and then him. somebody else interviewed me for the security position, and they're like, he's great! And it turned out to be the case, didn't it? It did. Yes, we had, we had three lovely years together uh, working in security, um, dealing with website defacements. Dealing with state government. Gosh. Every year at one point, like right around Christmas time, because the defacement happened like right around Christmas. I, like the Saturday you, before Christmas. And then, and then the next year we had, an, we had another incident, which I don't even know if that's gone fully through the courts yet, has it? Mm. It's getting close. I mean, it's been there for a while, so. I, it's... This is as much as we should talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've told people that. I was like, I've told people that we've had too many, and I can't talk about it right now because I still, still think it's going through the courts. I, yeah. And we will not go into details about it's that. Not le- there are issues that are not yet legally settled. I'm sorry. If anybody thinks that they haven't been hacked, then they don't have right. it. It's not, it's not that kind of thing. No, 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 it's <laughs> like, it was, so we had an external, although we had an internal, and then the next year we were just waiting. Like We were like sitting what there on a the computer. What is going to happen this but year? We had 2012. <laughs> 2013, 2014, we're waiting. Yeah, we Nothing were we were just waiting for something. It was and like, then everybody holy crap. Uh, but yeah, Fair enough. we all just <laughs> fucking bailed. We were like, damn it, nothing happened. We, we got to leave. It's, it's time to go. We've peaked. So, <laughs> yes, security. So, uh, my name is Laura Preston, and uh, fairly new to security in a way. Um, You've been in it for a few I've years been now. For a couple of years. Um, I'm, you know, Getting exposure, I got exposure to how things work, and now I'm uh, really digging into the meat of things and uh, getting really <laughs> careful involved with it. So. Careful. Now yeah. it's now it's your job to break things. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, started out here. I started out with uh, Adam and Tim, and uh, had yep. to go through the. We were actually. I had to go through the growing pains of their love hate. <laughs> it's up. all love, man. I told you, yeah. it's all love. It's, there it's is no love. hate. Yeah. We we just. Enjoy slinging hate at each other. <laughs> that is our love. I, I can tell you what, as much as, as frustrating as it was back then, uh, you find when you move on to new companies and the personalities you meet there, something that's simple, you actually miss it sometimes. Just yeah. having that kind of conflict between uh, a, a good dad and a bad dad. I don't know how you... How you <laughs> we were two dads. We were the gay dads to Robert. I like it. <laughs> we are your infosec gay dads. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. Hashtag gay dads. <laughs> so, infosec gay dads. I, I realized something earlier today when we were sitting at the uh, CTF table. Uh-huh. I was sitting at a table with all dads, and I was the odd man out. It was a weird sensation. It's yeah. weird. It, 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 I've crossed this threshold at some point in my life. Where I'm sort of the odd man out now for not having procreated. You need to get busy. We're, we're at least well balanced here. You need to get busy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I, it yeah. It's fine. You yeah. get over that in about 10 years. It's all good. <laughs> so you what? It, about, it, you know, it's taken about 10 years to get over the first friend I had that's like, hey, we're having a kid. I'm like, oh God, you're procreating? <laughs> well, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> why, why have you. You, you know, there's ways to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> so my my perspective on things is, um, you know, from still from a kind of a new point of view. Still, a lot of things are new. We're all new, time. though. Like, like that's the thing is that like we're still we're doing new it, stuff every day. I, I guess it, it depends on your perspective. I mean, he's been in it about half the length of time we have. 
and the. But I, we haven't been doing it very long. We were talking about that earlier. That's like, true. Like there's, I've done there's five still people years that we total. look at like. Uh, I've been in IT longer. Jack Daniels, than, that right. Who's <laughs> old man security at this point, right? Like, <laughs> well, when you get into information security, really, it's going to take a couple, I mean, a couple years at least, to really hone down what do you want to focus on, <laughs> right? Right. No, I mean, absolutely. You've done directions. that after a couple of years. You're fucking doing good. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah. yeah, I think he's gotten to the point where I want to do it all. <laughs> well, but I, I would argue that there are there I, are people I, that we need that. I say this out of love. Robert started there, baby. <laughs> we threw. No, him, you yeah, started threw with him, but he has to do all. And now he's gone to the point where I. Well, that's that's what, that's what that's what was so it great about. It is all a burning dumpster fire. So. <laughs> but that was what we what was good because we were we were like three people that had like. You know, 15, 20 systems we had to maintain incident response, forensics, <laughs> you know, email. Any one of web which filtering. could have been like the team's responsibility. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, we, 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 we had like, so we got exposure to a lot of different things, which I think is good, especially if you're trying to figure out what you want. I mean, you got to play with a lot of different technologies. So and it's I, like, you know, I, that could change in a couple of years. I might meet someone, go, you know, as you go on to more and more of these conferences, you meet new people. I mean, B-Sides Augusta is probably my favorite uh, information security event that I've been to. And I've been to a few different B-Sides. But when you go to something like DerbyCon, it, it's a whole different experience. Mm -hmm. And you meet new people and you learn new things. And you may decide, hey, I want to go this direction of security because you can go into forensics. Maybe I, writing policies is your thing. I had a guy to, uh, offer me a gig today doing... Uh, Basically, um, IDS uh, signature building. Like they missed that, that field goal. That would have been the whole... Son of a... <laughs> okay, apparently USC has forgotten how to kick a fucking football. Which... Or score at all. If you're going to play football, it's kind of important. Well, they got a touchdown, and I think they missed the extra point. Now they missed the field goal. I, <sighs> Kicking field goals is apparently difficult. But it's fundamental. So back to the point. I mean, if uh, <laughs> sure. are you trying to dry like actually give structure to this podcast? He's got to finish his story. I want to hear about this guy that offered him a job and what his point was. Yeah. I I look, dude. I had one objective when I walked up to this guy's table. He had the little snorty squeeze balls, and I wanted oh. some of them. So I went to. You went to and he was going to give you a job. Yeah, yeah. The, the people that's at vendor tables there. always offer you jobs. Right, that's why they're there. That's how they get you to fill out the paperwork. Right, and I didn't do it because you don't that, get me to fill out paperwork unless you have a prize. Good T-shirts, a raffle. You, unless you're experienced, you can't have my personal data. So you know, you go back uh, to some of that though. Would you even give your your data to experience? <laughs> when I went, okay, they're like, hey. When I went to college. Oh, you wanted to buy this car? Guess what? Yeah. You walked onto campus and you would walk up and you would. Every credit card company would have this big thing, and they would have a T-shirt and a water bottle. Hey, it. And Robert, get one of the day blazers. No, no, no. Get you everybody drink, a day blazer. Robert, you drink whatever you want. Bring me a day blazer. <laughs> no, try a day blazer. Oh, God, yeah, get off it. I want to let him try it. I think he'll like it. That's what I'm trying to I, get him to try it. I it get doesn't it. matter. I also want to have less beer to take my car. Bring around a day blazers. And, but we would walk down and these tables outside of college dorms would be like, would you like a t-shirt and a water bottle? And you'd say yes. And they would hand you a clipboard and the thing on top of it was your social security number. 
Right. And you would just like fill that stuff I out. I wouldn't. You know, this is. I'm sorry, but every single test that I took in college, the way I got my score back was they went and posted a piece of paper yeah. in the hallway with my name, social, and test score. Was it yeah. full social? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, that was the. But you went to school in South Carolina, so. No, that was everywhere. <laughs> that was absolutely everywhere. Okay, so that was. Yeah. I mean it. It was. Early Look at Robert. Oh, oh, man. Damn, bartender like Robert. I opened up that, that cooler in there, and uh, you know, going back to my good dad and bad dad comment, there's a bottle of champagne in that cooler. I don't really don't know what uh, where you two are going to take it tonight. It's going to take it upstairs and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeff, you still got to do your introduction, Jeff, by the way. Oh, We've gone all the way. This is like the longest intro. He's telling stories. I know, he's telling stories about going and... Right, uh, Giving away a social security number for a hat from. Oh no, I, I honestly never did, but you would just watch all these, and they would just be like, "Sure," and they would give you like a five hundred dollar credit limit, right? And people would go and you know buy a fake ID and then go out to bars and like just ring up these credit cards. It was right. crazy. All right, but so I'm intro. I'm Jeff Lang, and I'm here at. Uh, Besides Augusta? So you don't have to tell me where you work unless you want to, but you can also just say what area you work I for. work uh, for Virginia Tech in education, and it's a, uh, it is Wild West. But you work specifically, like what's your, what's your job function day to day? I work in our security office doing everything from SOC to forensics to uh, right. uh, anything that comes up. Yeah, so any SOC questions, I'm always going to try to go to Jeff. Hey man, have you seen this? <laughs> what are you doing over there? It, so there was a fantastic talk this morning on um, the Necker's uh, botnet, and uh, Lockheed was one of the big things. It's one of the um, uh, one of the ransomware components mm-hmm. that came out, yeah. and um, the researcher was fantastic. And I I can't remember his name, and oh, we don't we can, have the book here. Hey, there's a schedule online, you know. Yeah, I know, but we I don't have, have it the right here. here. Uh, but it was really amazing because uh, you know he was walking through and showing examples of all of like the sample template emails that they found that were out there it, and I've seen each and every one of those multiple times going right. through the university because we just get having attended that talk with you it was I Paul Paul Burbage yes. yes and it was fantastic and he right. had some good stuff which Track by the down. way B-Sides Augusta is recorded so you can go to YouTube and check those out yes you, you absolutely that's a talk you should check out right um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the walkthrough that he gave and, yeah. and I, he had a couple good tools too I, that, yeah uh, I the notes were out there that I took some good notes, so I'm planning to go and do some research tomorrow. Well, eh, tomorrow. day after tomorrow, yeah, right? Monday when I get to work. Um, but yeah, no, and but that that's something we see a lot, especially at the university level. Um, spear phishing, especially. I mean, they're targeting people who are purchasers, and they're giving them, you know, open up your uh, UPS stuff. You know, look at your receipt. Look at this is your invoice, and it's amazing when you see kind of the researcher who's taken some of that apart looked at a lot of that. And right. Said, hey, this is what we're seeing, and it's like, yeah, that's that's what we're getting, and uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Since since we're kind of covering background and stuff, um, I spent nine years in state government. Um, previously or recently migrated out to the private sector. Technically, was hired as a network admin, and I can just tell you that. When you got a skill set as scattered as mine, you will you... find them. You will hunt them down, <laughs> and you will kill them. 
he's he's talking about all of the problems with Active Directory, the network, and but oh god, again, the dumpster fire of security. But again, that, I mean, that's that's where I think like having a like I I so I, I went into AppSec field, and due to changes at work, like the the experience I've gotten from other areas, like I've had to go. Like I, I showed my team how to use Redline and like how to do memory forensics on the box right. so that we could dig into it a little bit more, which is something I got at Jack of all trades ends up being the most valuable right. skill that you've got. Right. So I mean I, I like specializing, but you know, it it allows me when things do change at work that I'm adaptable and I'm able to adjust and don't touch the table again because you might get a bump in the record. Do it again, you're break I'm breaking the toe. So I shouldn't lift up my beer and put my beer back down. That's actually that's a good idea. I pro- I've been doing the same thing the entire time. So crap. The big thunk you heard periodically yeah. in the recording. That's them taking a sip. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jeff, we need to get you some kind of something to set that down on. I've got the big chair. Do you want another chair? I'll pull another chair. Too. No. I, he had to get away me. from Mr. Gassy over here. <laughs> no, it's I tried to position myself better. This condo is not big enough. For Although your ass. Like like Robert was <laughs> <laughs> Like Robert was saying. I think we're good. The acoustics were pretty good. Oh, this is here. Oh I see. It's a uh, cup holder. Yeah, this is a chair that is now a cup holder and hopefully I don't bump the table. Or run into anything. Or oh I just bumped the table. Hey <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, coming. <laughs> we're professional some things, just not professional <laughs> this. I am an amateur podcaster. <laughs> You're more than just an amateur oh. podcaster. There are several things I'm qualified as amateur. <laughs> so, with all the experience in your guys' uh, career, have you ever felt like uh, maybe I bit off more than I can chew? Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a daily thing. Because I can tell you, uh, it must be Tuesday. <laughs> there was a there was an article over on the third trouble. Tuesday of the month specifically. There was an article over on LinkedIn where somebody was uh, talking about uh, trying to get into information security. And I was looking at their resume, and uh, I said to them, you know, if you don't have any network admin experience, you don't have any system admin experience. Uh, maybe look at those areas before, and then circle back to information security because the mistake that I made personally was that I came from kind of a junior system admin role and I jumped over into information security. Once there, I understood the concepts of information security, but when I'm going to fix the problems that were present and you know presented to me, I realized that I had to circle back and learn these other things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's something that I've always I've always argued for is that I think you should, you know, I think people can jump out of college straight into InfoSec or, you know, the workforce in InfoSec. I think it makes it more difficult. Um, preferably you have some experience with some type of help desk up to system admin, up to network admin. Um, again, it's not to say that people can't make the jump, but I think it really helps a lot of people when you can you're, work, especially if you're work, like working in that type of setting where even if you go straight into pen testing where you're not gonna be doing a lot of enterprise management AD, understanding and having that empathy for someone who does and when you have to provide recommendations, like just makes you so much better at, at your role. Right, it's, you're basically like, you're, you're stepping into building houses, just somebody sh- drop ships you all the raw materials and if you've been in the 
systems administration side of things, you at least know how to frame the house and get all the wood put together. Right. The 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 final dressing out of the house, putting the electrical and the plumbing in, paint is and painting is all way more straightforward to you because you at least get the framework. If you just walk in cold, you're like, okay, well, I guess we we bang this piece of metal on this piece of wood <laughs> and eventually a house comes out. Right, we put well, the frame also, up first, right? <laughs> forgetting that there's concrete that needs to go down first uh, for a foundation. Right. Right. It's also an adversarial it, point. So, yes. you know, yes. you've, you've found a flaw in something and you go to someone and you tell them that something's wrong and everybody's first reaction to that is to be defensive. You know, no, I didn't screw up. I didn't do it wrong. I didn't do things wrong. It, right. And and it, so at best, you're bringing somebody extra work. It, like, it, at bare minimum, if you've got a sysadmin that's totally on board with what you're doing, when you walk up and say, hey, this thing is broke, you're basically taking a number and getting in line with all of the other people that have come up to that person's desk and said, hey, this thing's broke. So... That's the starting point for the conversation. Well, and it, you know, there's, there's the give and take. We had a, a an issue recently with uh, WannaCry, and you know, we were detecting that a machine was compromised. Well, it was vulnerable, and yet um, every time that the admin went and looked at the yes. machine, it was there were no updates to process. Um, you, he drew, you know, they tried to execute the standalone component and it said this is not necessary update, right? And then all of a sudden it gets infected. Uh, of course, WannaCry was, uh, you know, the kill switch was dead so nothing got hurt. But it's like all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, we've been going back and forth and, you know, what are we missing and what's going on? And, and you know, that, that gives you a learning point moving forward on both sides. It's like, okay, what do we ask for? How do we ask for something? And then how do we find out what's going on? Before you even get to that point, having the right tone coming into the conversation is important. The the thing for me has always been that, uh, it's good! Yes. Or did they call nope. time out? Either it's a legal motion. No, delay of game. Flag. Shit. Delay of game. How is that delay of game? You're gonna have to move it back five yards. Oh no! Congratulations, well, he, Carolina. He nailed that. He nailed that from whatever. So five the, yards closer than he's gonna have to do it now. Oh, let's see. Dang it! So you're when you walk in with a problem that needs to be dealt with on a box, you're basically walking in saying, "Hey, by the way, your baby's fucked up, and it's it needs to be fixed." And yes. if you walk in with a tone of Let's work together to get this right. It goes a lot smoother than if you walk in and go, "Hey, your shit's on fire." Good day. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Here is problem. Go fix. Well, and here's here's the other thing that uh, working in IT is that you learn how to the basics of troubleshooting, which will help you when you get into <laughs> a security <laughs> role. How many of the things that you've rolled out that you built from the ground up? Have worked on the first try according to the instructions. Ooh, right. ooh. Zero. Well, that that, that, that brings up a that brings up a very what you just said from what you built up from ground zero. The, one of the what you have to do 
especially if you don't have experience in system admin, network admin, you have to build a home, home network lab. You have to I, yeah, learn how these it, things work together. You have to learn. So what you're suggesting is that if you've not done it before, you have to go and do it <laughs> before you figure out how. Is at home, right? Is at home, right? When you don't have a, a somebody bring Now I like to do that in production. <laughs> I don't always deploy. But right. When I do, well, I do. No, I'm talking about you know you're at home in your own house and you you're setting up your own you know virtual network and you're you know setting up. Uh, Segmented network yeah. to do some malware, and you're and you're isolating that area, and then you're just maybe you're setting up some bros, uh, some bro sensors, and setting up some just, bros. Yeah. Now uh, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, I didn't. And what this, that, I mean, what no. that does. No. You, oh he my, had the link. Exposure to that's learn from across 54. multiple platforms. You have Linux. He missed the first one. Windows. Windows too. Sorry. Et As he put so, me kick through the upright. He, he put the one that was you know delay of game. You're not wrong. Uh, having an environment where you can work with it. Uh, I've been a proponent of the fact that if you have an Active Directory environment, then you need to have at least a dev environment, if not a dev and a test environment. And your organization needs to spend the licenses to allow that to happen. Because if you don't, then you are making so many mistakes. Programming, like on the developer side, on the sysadmin side, on any side that you do, just, because you just don't have just for the clarity, are you suggesting anything. a dev environment to play with things, or are you suggesting a dev Active Directory? Yes. Oh God. Is there anybody doing that? Do you guys do that? Um, not in everything. In some areas, yes, we have. But see, we absolutely so have. I'm, I've, I've worked in environments. Test and well, what I'm, what I'm sure. talking about is, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like, if you're a newbie to, and you want to get into information security, and you're having a hard time finding a job, and what you have on your resume is you have help desk, desktop support. I'm saying that you should have exposure to your own environment and what you're building that home. Right. Well, that shows initiative, if anything else, and that's going to go in the interview process a long way. You can learn a lot on your, on your own. And the other thing that you need is you need to build a peer group. And the group of guys that I met in Columbia, I was really fortunate, you know, Adam, Tim, Jeff, uh, Corey, Josh. Those jackasses at Colasec. Yeah. So, well, you, I don't know that you need to build it, but you need to have a local user group. Like and they're they're popping up all over the place. So yeah. I mean it, it's or going to one of the B sides events. At the end of the day, it's you just, cannot get around at that. Sometimes, most times, landing a job is about who you know and yeah. That's my last if, two if jobs since leaving do have been because I knew somebody. somebody. Right, you know some somebody you met at a con and. Well, and it allows you to get away with some some. So here's something. So let's no, let's quantify, let's qualify that, not quantify that. Let's qualify that and say. I like you, quantify better. You have to know somebody sometimes, but you also have to know what you're doing. If you just walk in there, exactly. Oh, okay, and you yeah, just yeah, happen yeah. to know somebody, you. But I was about to get to that. So I don't think I'm, So 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 I will tell you when I went to admin, one of the questions they asked me was, "Explain a TCP handshake to me." Sure. Yes. Right. You know what I told them. Which, I don't know, I'll Google that for you. Which, being in a network admin role, maybe I should have understood that fully. But I, I, I knew enough to get by. I had networking experience, and like the DCP handshake 
in a sock environment is very important. They knew they could teach me that. Hey. But other people I know that go into interviews wouldn't have allowed that to fly. Is if you don't know the basics, I know it now, I can explain it now, but then I didn't, but I told them I know where to find it. I, there's also the fact that I, I had a relationship with the state CISO. And that's, I think, what really drove people. And my other answer is really good. You know, we that's actually right. ended up talking yeah, about it. like they can, you can, it's sort of painting around they, the problem. Well, they knew who I was. It's painting they, around the problem, right? Right. They, you, you know, I don't know how to paint this particular part of the picture, but I know the rest of the brush strokes. Right. I can give you the colors everywhere else. That piece is a little fuzzy. Right. Think? But they also they also knew me from because they, these were the people that were sending us sock alerts to go investigate stuff. They knew that we responded to them. Yeah, they knew they that we were them. giving them yeah. feedback on you stuff. Work with them. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I was told was that they wanted to hire me to impact the other people in the sock because I was doing Colasac, I was doing the OWASP thing, I was going to conferences. They were very supportive and all that. Pressure. Right. And this goes back to your point about finding a peer group, going yeah. to conferences. They saw me taking initiative and being proactive on that, and they wanted me to try and influence. Your that job as is your well. job. Your career well, is all the things that you what do you, around. What you it. just said is right. a good point. Is that when they asked you that question, you are completely honest. Right. When you are in an interview and you are new to this, if you do have your home network, and just because you open up Cali and you do a few commands, it doesn't mean you know Cali. Right. Tim, Tim was completely honest. Right. He said, "I I don't I've know this, but I know where to find it." Times. But a lot of, you don't want to get in a situation to where you go into an interview and you're not honest, not only with them, but with yourself. You really know what right. you're talking about. Because when you get on the job and your boss is boss, and if you know somebody there that really likes you and everything, like you said, they give you a, you know, they recommend you for the job, right. you're going to make them look bad too. And this right. is going to hurt you even more in a peer group. So be honest and, you know. Be straight with that. But if somebody asks you about the three-way TCP handshake, explain it, and then tell them about the four-way TCP handshake. What is a, a three-way handshake, Tim? And uh, what, what is it? What is it? Um, <laughs> I work in AppSec, man. I don't just tell me you'll Google it. <laughs> Google it, yeah. What is that? It's uh, no, it's uh, what's the first one? Um, I know, and I know people that are listening to this are going, "You ass! You're in security!" <laughs> um, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's not, I had it. I just had it. Yeah. I had it. That's yeah. a devil whisper in your ear. No, it's Sinac, Sinac, Finn. Because it's four, like you said. Yeah. Well, no, so it's a three way handshake. Sin, but it's Sin four, Ak. but there's four lines. Ak. Yeah, yeah, But then the but Finn is at the very, very end. Yeah, it's the close right. of the conversation. No, the four way handshake, and I said that, and I should have. All, because I'm now going to screw myself up because I don't. <laughs> And you, this is what you do on a daily basis. No, but it's it, it actually was an attack on the TCP stack. And so you would sin, you would synac, and then you would, I believe you would synac again. Right. Which would cause, so, which would cause the server to acknowledge. And so right. you would reverse the conversation, which meant that you could push data up to. Right. Yeah. 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 And basically you changed, you switched who was the, Client and server. At, but what's SIN stand for? Because ACK is acknowledge and FIN is finish. SIN is synchronized or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the and then you throw pushes in there. Right, right. Well, see, and then you throw the OSI model on there, which is one, either four or seven, depending on who you talk to and what you. So, I mean, like. OSI is seven. The, the, the OSI. Huh? Yeah, yeah, OSI is seven. OSI, OSI is seven. seven it's TCP IP. There's, is four. there's a. 
Please. Right. There's other models that. Yeah, there's other models. Right, right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Is I'm like, this is all Googleable. I don't need pizza. to know this. Like, depending in our general world, I didn't need to know that all the time. Well, yeah. If I'm in a sock, <laughs> yes, I need to know that because I'm dealing at if that you, level. It, it, it depends. So, I mean, yeah, like if you're digging through packet captures on a daily basis, you need yeah, to have the understanding. You really need to know. Yeah. What a conversation supposed to look like, so you can see when a sin got repeated, and then suddenly the client is now the server, or that you know that. <laughs> but it see, there's been also an acknowledgement, but it also well that brings up another good right, question, and that wasn't right. Also, a bunch of nuances that just come with experience. You've seen this stuff, <sighs> and, and, right. and you've you've and gone right. and gone, what, what does this mean? Like, like it's it's I don't know. It's just very that, complicated. That, that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning that after a couple of years, you decide what area. Of information security, do you want to go into? Right. You focus on that. So, like right now, I can I could fire up a uh, a Zap session, or I could fill up file uh, fire up a Burp Suite session, and I could do a scan on the web app and come back with all this stuff. Like walk over to a dev, like, hey, this is wrong, fix it. Right. But what the hell? What does that even mean? I mm-hmm. mean, you have so many information security. We don't we don't want to represent that, and I'm sure that you, on the other hand have taken, you know, an approach that is more, much more informative. Right, no, so, so, and Zap and Burp, people need to have a bunch of false positives, so you have to, one, go confirm your stuff, and then two, I've spent a lot of time trying to, like, okay, I have SQL and cross-site script, I didn't know what cross-site script was for the longest time, until I actually saw it, and either someone demonstrated it to me, or I demonstrated it myself, it's like, oh, and this isn't really cross-site scripting, this is injection. Mm-hmm. Like cross site, like the terminology in our industry uh, can suck a lot of it can, it, and yeah, it can be confusing. Ne- the one of the reasons, so computer science, and, and this has bugged me for a while, and I didn't until recently didn't get why it is. Computer science is taught in universities as a discipline, right? Systems administration isn't, and I firmly I've come to believe that the mm-hmm. reason that is, mm-hmm. it, the reason it's not taught in parallel with computer science is that it's not mature yet. Systems administration... I would disagree, yeah. Dude, computer science has been around since the 30s and 40s. Computer science is a very generic and general concept. It it is, but the... the, And if you want to look at... Concepts in software development... It, most of the but if you want to talk about terminology, problem. like what the fuck does object-oriented programming mean? Like you <laughs> talked about that earlier, and it's like, what is that? And then you're talking about scraping websites, and you know, there's other well, terminology but, in there that, like, yeah, it, it, it like I don't, and it's it, you want to talk about <laughs> maturing. I mean, yes, programming's been around for a while, but it's constantly evolving. So is the constantly evolved well, actually mature? I, I think what I mean, there's basics, but what we're seeing is a new. Well, it's not new. It's been there for a long time. And by and large, uh, it's kind of been ignored. And that's a system administration. That's what? How, to, how to care and feed something that you didn't develop. Right. Well, yeah. and some, some of it is, it, too. And some of it is, too, is that it, a lot of people come into the industry without a degree. So, obviously, there's something there with the fact that, you know, we, we can't really offer, like, I don't know... It, my thoughts are a little scattered. There, there's point. no way, there is no degree you can go and get that is directly preparing exactly. you for right. a system admin role. Book there's, smarts and street Right, smarts. but I feel like versus something like doctor or sciences or something like that, you can jump in and like like uh, Robert's saying, you can build a home lab 
and just start doing some of the basic right, things. But you don't need a college to go do you all that. I have to. Is my point. <laughs> what? Well, I guess there is no formal. Or, well, no, no, there is no formal education the to formal, go and learn. What building education right. is? Some of your certifications. But that's why. But also, but, I, but right, you, know, well, you, what, go, you go specifically look, to a Microsoft certification, what, what, which I'm not saying is a great thing. Uh, right. But I'm, it is going to try and put you into the idea of how you deploy an Active Directory and why you would manage it in this way versus this other Again, way. you can't... So your options for those classes are a straight-out boot camp where you get five days or you buy a book and you read it yourself, you yeah. study it yourself. I'm not disagreeing with you. It, like, there's no... Well, see, people learn differently, too. Some people can read a book and get I, it. No, Some I, people need, like, so the, kind of... The, the fact that there are... And stuff, you can't... That curriculum... You can't just read something and learn it. You have to... Especially if you start a new job, you cannot learn the environment that they built if you can't even build your own environment at home. And and the the point being, there's nobody in the world that's going to teach you to do this. You have to go out and do it yourself. Yeah. It, you're either going to do it because somebody's paying you to, or you're going to do it at home and learn to do it. And, and that's kind of so, like the, so. What you're saying is college is a scam. No, no, college is not a scam. It's, there just, are, it's a street smart. You've heard of the whole concept of like, book smarts. Well, you learn the college. No, universities teach many, many disciplines. I'm just saying, in IT, they act like computer science is the discipline, and it's well, no, a, computer science is almost strictly programming. And exactly. It's, it's, right. This is a programming language that we're going to use for and the next four years that you're which here. Which is ridiculous to me because and you have a you have a college network. Now that college students yeah. could get some experience. That on. being said, there are programs in and around, you know, that are outside of some of that that you know give you know real life experience, well, and there are also internships and things that you can do within there. But, but it really it really depends on you know some of the well, things that you're trying to do, and that's. But how often do those labs really reflect real life shit that's going on? Well, they, so they I mean, really don't. Well, but I mean, no, the, well, lab, say, the lab is one thing, but the university has to have a computer network. Well, otherwise, he, Jeff wouldn't have a job. Right. <laughs> well, but see, so, and the home lab, home labs do not replicate enterprise environments but at all. Not you, even close. It teaches you. You have to dig down to what you know. Right. No one's presenting you with a anything. You well, you I, are doing this from scratch. It gets you a long way in and down that road, and you've at least seen all the interfaces and you've looked at all the stuff and you've seen what's there you know sometimes right. you know what's there and sometimes instead you of going in there. cold when somebody asks you well how would you go and give someone administrative we rights we ask on a questions server? about how would you change somebody's firewall settings on their local device uh, in job interviews and um, in some circumstances we've gotten what do you mean local firewall right you know then that's not anything they've worked at Corporations and companies, and they don't use local firewalls. That's there. At one point in my IT career, I was turning off the Windows firewall because it just made things work. Everybody did. Because Windows firewall was awful. But it's not awful. That's the not now. It was back in the day. That was a lot of times where you turned it off. It's like solve the problem, turn it off. Windows XP, sure. The Windows firewall. Yes, but XP was around for twelve fucking years. But the great answer to that question is, okay, you turned it off. How'd you do that? Well, I, we went into group policy and we turned it off. There was a setting in group policy and we pushed it out to the organization. Okay. Right. You know, at least but that's there, not a bad answer. Either. No, at least there you're saying I know the tools that right. can impact across. Yeah. So in the home network, even if you only have four or five nodes, 
but you're playing with group policy, you're looking at the settings and you're pushing them oh, here and there. I'll tell you about group policy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already talked about this earlier tonight. We were all bitching about a group policy. This is my first job. Wait, when, real, when it works, real it works. Group policy. When it you doesn't, it sucks. In a newly deployed Windows environment where you've just built a Windows server, made a domain controller, built your own policy from the ground up Dude. based on the standards, and then deployed it out. It's gorgeous. When nobody's touched it for the last six years, and it hasn't replicated in the last two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so group policies. I remember my first introduction to group policies, which was uh, I got to rebuild the server from scratch because I came back from vacation, and I've got a yellow light on the hard drive, which means everything's gone. We didn't have any backups. Time to rebuild the server. Never done that before. And you know, go through and figure out. You, you, there are tons of settings with the group policy, and I started going through them one by one, going, "Oh my gosh, there's a lot of stuff here." And I, I had to look up each one. I didn't yeah. go. I, I eventually did not go through each one individually. I went if and tried to find. If you're specific sitting one. at home alone, wondering which how to deploy this. Go look for a benchmark online. Right, and then, but exactly. see, I didn't know that back then but either. <laughs> depending on when it was, those benchmarks might not have been there. No, and, you're right. But, right. Uh, no, but right they are there now. This was early 2000s, <laughs> by the way. From now on, there at least is something called the CIS benchmark. Yes, yes. Go get a CIS benchmark. And there are a lot it. of frameworks and, also, and standards out there. This goes back to the home lab, too. I mean, a lot of people are going to think that creating a uh, local policy will be the same as the group policy. Listen, <laughs> it's not. Uh, when you, <laughs> yeah. well, these are when the you nuances. Use this and you apply it, and it affects. Oh, yeah. uh, OU's beyond your targeted OU, you will not forget that because nobody at your job will let you Excuse forget me, that because you what just broke that? a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> GP results. You broke. Yeah, you push out the wrong group policy. I, I mean, if we're gonna break off and have a G, uh, group policy podcast at this point, yeah. GP I'm result, just saying. GP result and um, general license. Uh, RSOP result and set of policy. Yes, that's it. That's the other one. But RSOP is... RSOP is better than... RSOP Actually, dials everything in and shows you every single setting. It's the fine grain. Uh, the GP result gives you a bulleted list of which policies apply to your workstation. Which, depending on what you're troubleshooting... That... that it, I can it, tell it, you it's in two places it, it shouldn't be. Exactly. <laughs> it, makes or, it makes or breaks one tool or the other. I, there have been moments when the RSOP was useless, and there have been moments when it was brilliant. Yes, I've, I've experienced that. And, right, and then the same thing for the other tool. It's just you have to have more than one way to check. And but frankly, it's like everything else in InfoSec. You every tool has its purpose. You cannot do everything with a fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> or you, neither can you do everything with a screwdriver. You've got to have a suite of tools that you use and. Guess what? You don't learn that in a boot camp, a semester, a and you do learn it in a college degree. Lab. You don't even learn all that. You they learn, throw you learn all the tools at you, but on you don't know in there. Exactly. Well, so they and basically here, throw the tool look, belt at look, here's the th- here's, 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 here's the thing that I want to get into with that regards. I have a media arts degree, and after after you I've been been be see so experienced. Right. Shut up. That was a music degree. Don't make me get Chris Roberts on you, by the way. I don't know if you saw that post, that Twitter post. Some guy on Facebook was saying, you know, 
the person needs to have a computer science degree. Don't give me your liberal arts bullshit. And Side Dragon went off on him. Oh. And I was like, yeah, there was, there's plenty I mean, of people frankly, who were, and you frankly, just make noise, man. Damn it, Robert. Damn it, Robert. <laughs> and frankly, don't put it on the table. Don't, don't touch throw, the table. Don't throw things at the microphone. <laughs> Hulk smash. But no, 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 but let me get Hulk to this. Smash my because microphone. I think it's important. Is it anybody a beer? Just my own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I moved the chair for you. Um, is you guys were talking How about not having everything in a computer science degree? I think you know that applies to other degrees. Media arts, for example, they um, they don't have like USC where I went to. They don't have a lot of audio courses. I took one audio course. What am I doing? Probably the most of my media arts degree podcast. And I didn't get that from my degree. I got that from doing my own podcast and figuring it out. So, um, in in the university, uh, there are a lot of competing areas to. Uh, yes, uh, there are a lot of competing areas that kind of overlap, right? So uh, we talk about computer science traditionally, and computer science traditionally is computer programming. It's People who come out who are devs. It, it's Java. It's C. It's uh, right. it's not even necessarily web page development. It, a lot right. of those move into some of your business degrees, right? So your BIS, uh, business information systems. Uh, there are some parts of that which are like supply chain, um, which are really okay. about your database backends. So they become DBAs. Uh, so beyond computer science. You get a business degree in supply chain management, and that is where you get your experience being a database administrator, which is its own career, right? right. So uh, it's not a computer science degree. It, and frankly, is a deep, deep, deep well. If you would like to stay there, yeah. you can um, dive. It's you, <laughs> there is no bottom. You get into Cobalt? you get into <laughs> library. Well. I'm just saying, a lot of those people are retiring, so there is a there is a field for that. And you get into other places like library science, information science, which right. is searching information and data which to give you results to provide which you Which is basically with, spending a career riding on top of the infrastructure built by... And Yes. And so um, I think computer science is a catch-all for what information technology is, is a poor example and is a poor representation of what that is. Yeah. And it crosses a lot of places. And unfortunately, you know, in the, uh, everybody has their place and this is what I hold on to. And I think oftentimes you get a computer science or you get a business information system and they don't want to um, maybe work together. And yeah. the, the upcoming, some of the upcoming things that we see is crossing those barriers and being able to let uh, students and their faculty advisors like work for some of the things that they want to do. And then I'll yeah. shut up about that because it, it's one of the changes in education that's happening. And how, how it's kind of like interesting. How did you like the Daybreak, by the way? Do you like it? Day Blazer. Yeah. Day Blazer. Learn the damn name of the beer. I'm thinking of uh, Wesley Snipes and I, I played. Yeah, I know. Daywalker. The Daywalker. We could call it Daybreaker, and you could be like, "That's like a hacker, right?" Daybreaker. Hacker. Moonraker. Uh, Moonraker. Oh wait, no, that's different. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of the military. You know, people, people rally, like I don't know, I don't say I think people rally against the military, but um, I think people overlook the military. You want to talk about getting more world experience? You're going to be if you go into some kind of I was a trunks technician. 
So I had a lot of, like, I worked, worked on circuit boards at the circuit level. So learning about electricity, current, shorts, yeah. transistors, all that stuff. And what, I don't do that now, and none of that, a lot of that doesn't apply. Again, what I learned is troubleshooting. So right. I think if yeah. you're going to go, colleges really need to be focusing on, okay, how you troubleshoot a problem. And that goes across not only sysadmin, that also is for, that is also for work, like programming or anything else is really focusing on how to actually troubleshoot stuff. To not belabor one point too much and to sort of play devil's advocate to the point you just made. Get out. Fine. Um, (laughs) So, do you not feel like the military experience sort of drives you into a particular role like no. A, 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 mm. a no 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 not, not long term I mean like gives you experience with here is this machine you will fix this machine and then no because I was again I was yeah. an electronics technician so that's electric that that is not that is not necessarily computers that is phone systems that I, I and, okay so I went an electronics technician work learn how to repair circuit boards my uh, my C school, which was the advanced school outside of you know learning basic circuit board, yeah, electricity current type stuff, was soldering to it was circuit board repair. So how did one solder like take off a chip off a board, put it back on, or if there's a burn, how to carve that out, put some you know um, it wasn't epoxy. It was uh, a resin. No, it's a resin. Resin, yeah. yeah. Put that back in there so the board is whole. Again, that I did that, and they said there was more advanced courses for that. That if I'd gotten those courses, I could go work at NASA because they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. But I had a custom circuit. But I and I didn't really use soldering all the way. My biggest win with soldering was that I pretty much cut a because I because as an electronics technician, a lot of my role was the communication equipment. And a lot of that was just sending it in for maintenance every few months because it hadn't been in. And making sure the radio still worked when they went out to the field. My biggest one with soldering was cutting the, the, the cord between the handset and the radio and using some Cat5 cable and soldering it to that <laughs> so that the EOD guys who were dealing with explosives could take the handset downrange <laughs> and leave the radio up near the car. That is a fairly important... Like, yeah, that uh, was my biggest win and figuring that out. And like that was actually an experiment because I had no idea if it was going to work. And then at that point, all I need to do is find That's, a wire that just has two things similar to a handset. Yeah, yeah, I use cool Cat5, thing. which has eight. When you have no idea if it's going to work and you try it anyway just to see. Right, yeah. That, making that first call, you're like, holy crap, this works. That's right. Awesome. That's the most satisfying experience right. that you can have in life. I'm That's firmly convinced. That's critical, right, but again, that's critical that, thinking that you can't be taught that in school. Right, right. Uh, right. Just, and, that's, and that's also, again, that's one of the things I did. I, you know... I went out and um, you know I, I did work on computers. My first uh, my first responsibility I, I came I was still in school when 9/11 hit, and so shortly after that I got to my first command and they were acting a bunch of reservists. So I was learning how to pull cable because we needed more drops because they were activating almost the entire right. <laughs> damn reserve right. and we had 25 50 people coming in. We need more drops for all the spaces. So I was yeah. then pulling cable. Uh, again, I worked on TVs. I worked on projectors. I worked on anything electronic. Anything I got, with the cable and that is, that did include computers. So I got some experience, some experience with computers. So I don't. I think some fields can pigeonhole you in, but I mean, again, you don't have to do twenty years in. I did six years, and I was like done. Right. I was like, I'm out. I got money for college. 
I don't have any debt from college now. But that's still six years in that role, just doing the grunt grunt work. Day I wouldn't say it's grunt. I mean, you go up in rank. I was up to a position yeah, where no, 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 I could I, have people under me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also ended up, my second duty station was out of the school. I said, I want to learn how to teach and present to people and stuff. So, and so I had an opportunity to go in and when teach When I say grunt work, I mean, you, you basically get your hands dirty every day actually doing a thing. And right. It, like, what I wish is that... Crypto, I got to deal with hardcore, like Navy crypto. Yeah. You want to talk about, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about a really complicated thing. That's... Yeah. I wish that, that our military service for those... Those style jobs would have some sort of certification that they you could come out with, right? So that you could apply that with the industry. But because here's the I thing. think the that industry be, has that would be really helpful. But don't no, see that's the thing really? though is that in most job things you will see for security and IT jobs in general, it's have a degree or have years of experience up to that degree. So coming out of the Navy, I had six years, which was actually more than a college degree. And you know, like that's oh, yeah, it's a good time to be in the, go through the cyber command, right? You, and I'm not you get, you get you get SANS training, right? That's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. Plan. I've heard them. They say you, they do six can... months of SANS training. Yeah, and SANS so training is one week long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, going and, and military isn't for everybody. If people oh, no, can't I, can't, but can't I, do it, that, that, you know, that's I've also fine. heard it on There's, the medical side where right. you know, people are medics. Mm-hmm. They are in the field and they are doing triage. And they come out and they try and get an EMS job and they're not qualified for it. And right, and that's, the, the medical for, field is a good example of where certification really matter. Like three years just to get right. to be an EMS. But that's not the case in IT because you can come out and get almost a, you can get I, a job I didn't pretty quickly. Get to kick us off on this whole like. What's the point of this, man? Armchair like military like the military. I brought really it here, especially better. Debbie Downer. Oh no, I think it, I think they're doing great things. I, I love, I love stuff. promoting the military. And I think right, we're not doing a good job with people I, who are coming out of it I, well, yeah. as an industry. It's not oh, on the military; yeah, it's on the industry. Oh, no, I think some of it. So, so, it, so I came out and I didn't have a plan, and so it took me a while to really get into IT. But once I was there, like I even talked to people, and they're like, like I was pulling cable when it came out. I had done that in my first my first week in you know yeah, at my yeah, new command. But they, and they were like, oh yeah, so this is more advanced than you need. And that was just my unpreparedness. It, the only gripe I'll, that I will voice with the way the military discharges people at both is that um, their their evaluation system for someone's skill set is impenetrable to a civvy like me who's never been involved in it. So it, even if I was handed your record, I might have no idea right. what it actually means in terms of what skill set you actually are bringing to the table. Whereas if it's like you're saying, Jeff, where they're, they're talking, we're talking about uh, certifications, I know what... Uh, uh, I know what I can trust out of this because I've got I have something I know, to look at. I know at what to a security plus means. They've done this. I know right. what a security but plus so means. Is that on the military or is that on the private sector and understanding what that actually means? Because I, I feel like that information. Well, that's it's, it's 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 the freaking vendor. It's it's, it's, it's a communication. It's, it's a private side. Right, but there's two sides to that. Well, there absolutely are. That's the whole money making of the vendors that put that cert out. I mean, that's part of it too. So so that's the thing is that in college. I had all this credit, oh, and they only good. they only took up to a certain point of college Fumble. credit they gave me for my Navy experience. 
Fun. So, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm trying to ignore it. I'm yeah. trying desperately to ignore it. We were Carol. trying to ignore it and actually talk, you know, something valuable for people. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. So, some some of it is money is that, you know, well, you don't have the certification. You have the experience required, but, yeah, it's... But we want you to get the certification because we want to charge. Coming back to where the fault in communication lies, like, it... it so, my position is this. The military loses nothing by making it more clear to right. the general public what the skill set of their soldiers are. And it enhances the lives of people who have served after the fact. It, it makes you more marketable if you, it's clear when you come out and say, I had this. I mean, it, it tends to sort of be alphabet soup. If we get anything at all other than served in the military for X years, can a veteran not say what systems they worked on? That, that that's exactly they, my they, point. It's it's also to they, the veteran to right. to transfer that saying, over. And I'm just saying, if the military standardized more on, we've got. And it we seems have, like they are with they Sands. are, and we have some fantastic folks that work with us at right. Virginia Tech in our security lab who are stationed at Virginia Tech and doing security research right right well and, and that's the thing is that there's and a lot of people that I have gotten that, into infosec yeah. who have a military background hacks for pancake is a big one she was in the military yep. Ke- dave she? kennedy really? yeah yeah oh yeah dave kennedy oh. was in the military and he was yeah. able to transfer over so there there are opportunities there, there for these are, people to come over right, 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 right. and that, that was my whole point was that i think that the military you know people talk about degrees all the time and i think that's because the vast majority of people have gone and gotten the degree. Yeah, I always try to advocate the, for going to the course. looking at the right. military route as a possibility so, as well. So that's, that, that's the, I guess, vanilla course to get into the field. I didn't take that path. Right. You didn't take that path. You didn't really take that path. I got right? a degree in philosophy. Right. Right. There seems <laughs> to be a lot of that though with emphasis. Well, but I, guess, not a lot of I, I can tell you that right now in this 2017, if I. Was of age. I talked to him today. No, so you were talking to the guys. I'll, if I could have been uh, listening to the army, was at the army. Yeah, yeah they had the man. army. The B sides, the guys. Which is not, which is not surprising with uh, uh, Fort Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Fort yeah. Gordon. Yeah, right there, and and they're the new home of the, uh, the cyber. And and they're basically promising that you're going to come out the other side of this program. It's going to kick your ass, and your brain's going to feel like a sponge. But you're going to come out the yeah. other side of the program. But that's a new that's a new thing that you can do. I mean that's something that you know. So if you're under forty one, right, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you're under forty one, and you're just getting into infosec, and you really want to get into infosec, that's something to look at. We saw a talk today about a guy who joined the army as a combat cameraman. Was that uh, the? That was last... Jason Blanchard. No, yeah. that was Jason oh, Blanchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he, he he's an infosec doing social thing. engineering, but his background is in doing camera work. And he also was able to apply a lot of that same stuff to his social engineering job. And in, in this one, it was for presenting. So that's something that I really wish, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to not plug Colosec too much, but we haven't had anybody talk about what was that it? side what? of things. Right. You plugging what? Colosec, right. Oh, where, where, what, where, what is where, this Colosec thing? We should <laughs> talk about Colosec. We'll come back to that. But so we. I've not seen a tremendous amount about getting into the social engineering side of things and especially doing like physical pen tests. And I guess because it's a really small community. Right? I, but I see, feel like, so again, this is, 
I had a really bad title for my next set of talks that I want to do, and I don't want to include social engineering because I felt like it was a buzzword, but it's really not. And I think I worked at the social engineering village at DEF CON. So, like, I, I see social engineering everywhere. I see it in a lot of talks. It, sure, but, like, the, the I guess what I'm talking about is, like, the physical pen test side of things where you're literally walking into a building trying to hack someone's network. Right. But not by plugging into it and banging on a keyboard, but just by sweet-talking somebody. And see, getting, well, I see, I, yeah, I, I mean, I talk to a lot of people about that, though, too. Like, and I... We recently had one of those assessments done on my organization. I, so, so I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, they're out there. It hide and sneak. I think is her Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but a woman just who is inf- infosec did, she, as a pen tester. She just live tweeted a right. pen test, and that. I, well, and I think a lot of red teamers. Awesome. Were a lot of red teamers. Awesome so, to watch. So penetration testers on the networking side also get pulled into doing physical pen tests. I know several people who are like, yeah, I'm going on this physical assessment now. I, and maybe I'm just wishing and dreaming a little bit. I just, I, I wish we saw more of that because that's, it's a, it looks like a lot of fun. Right. No, it is. It, it is trying to play, um, you know, fill out your sneakers fantasy. Yeah. We try, right. which, which is a combination of electronics and, and that's what it is, is, you talk to a lot of guys. Electronics and charm. Electronics right. and charm. Right. Well, and the whole point is, is that the reason why you're sneaking in is so you can plug that USB stick into that. Uh, yeah. Into that the, at the end of the day, shell. absolutely right. Right. Or walk so, out with somebody's sticky note that has a password. Right. But but people. <laughs> yeah. But people. I don't think there's a lot of people that necessarily. I mean, there are people that focus on social engineering, but a vast majority are social engineering is one of their toolkits for getting shell on a box. It, so, and, and this. I guess this kind of touches on it, but that's another thing that I haven't... What's y'all's take on how big the community is? Like, how many red teamers are there in actuality in the whole damn world? How many blue teamers are there in actuality in the whole world that aren't systems admin with an interest in blue teaming, but that day-to-day, their job title is go out and play blue team and... Yeah, that's a good question. And defend. I like to say it's 50-50, but... Uh, yeah. Red see, team's sexier. Huh? huh? Red team's sexier. Red team's sexier, but blue team has way more people getting paid on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good question. I'd love to see the the numbers on that. I don't... It. So, my other passion in life is space nerdery. I'm into all aspects of space exploration and all things that come with it. One of the podcasts I listen to is the Planetary Society, and they talk all the time about how the astronomy community is a small handful of people. There's not a lot of people doing this fundamental science in the world, because, right. you know, there's not a lot of people paying for it. It's flat. It Why would they? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well played. Well played. Someone might get murdered before the end of this podcast. <laughs> have you seen the... The, the trolling the, has commenced. Have you seen the tweet about the guy that's like, I got banned from the Earthers, the Fly Earthers, <laughs> twi- the Fly Earthers Slack channel because he tweeted a picture of the asteroid coming in, hitting the flat planet, planet and spinning it and shooting the dinosaurs off the planet. That is such a great tweet. It is a great tweet. Oh, man. But it just, stuff like that makes me wonder how big the community really is, how many people are we actually talking about, and 
are you wading into a field where you feel like you're hopelessly outnumbered and there's millions of people that know how to do this better than you and there's not I feel even like a million day at work I would, single well, day. I would say right. <laughs> but I would say that there I would say that there are not millions of people on the planet that can even do this job much less <laughs> like that are better than you well it's, I feel I think it feel, I think that's where it comes into what side you want to go into so if you're on the red team side you're definitely going to have a feeling because it's a much more competitive side of security. Well, but where everyone wants to be red team, which is a bigger pool for people to draw. I'll also say this. But the blue team, you you hop in and you feel like, am I the only person that sees this right now? And it's like, sees it this way, needs to be done. Why is this a dumpster? Well, literally everywhere is a dumpster fire because literally no one has walked in and looked at this and gone, this is a dumpster fire. Think about, what is that? <laughs> Man. Think about the think about the blue team and the red team here. You, uh, from what I've experienced, what I'm experiencing right now, on the blue team, is not only do you have the pressure of keeping the red team. Well, red team has to be never has to be right, right? Blue team has to be right every time. That's the old saying. That's correct. Right. Okay, now you've got that pressure on top of you. You got the red team coming in. You've also got the pressure of. You know what is wrong on your freaking network. And you, are you, know where the, you know where the bodies are buried. So, yeah. and you have no support, right, from the upper. Yeah. Well, see, and that's 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 been my that's been my argument. Not to rip on red teamers, they're really good at what they do. But if you really want, uh, yes, thank you. You got into our network. Good job. You fish. You fish the the Amy and accounting. Great. You know, the challenge is on the blue team side. That's why I really like yeah. the blue team side. Because there's a lot more nuances. There's a lot more uh, having yeah. to, you know, they're, they're solve puzzles and things like that. I think you've got red team. I mean, and we can go on and on and on. But you've got... <laughs> At this point, we are. But You've got a red team and a blue team. And I think red teams are concerned about security. And blue teams are concerned about security. And then you have gray teams, which is everybody else. And I think the vast majority of everybody is in a gray team. I, yeah. Right. There's so you've just you've got, you know, I'm not looking at my logs because I have 350 desktops and those users to support, and the 37 servers that we have, and it, in a day I can't get through all that. It, right. Sure, sure. And so I, I think you've got a group of blue teamers who are dedicated to looking at things and to doing things. You've got a group of dedicated red team people right and you have equally technically responsible people in this gray area where they have something that they have to give to their business at the end of the day and none of it has anything to do with what a blue or a red team is right and i think that's the biggest failure is that group of people need to move closer to a blue team the and red team no, no the, the gray the, the the basically the the sysadmin, the lone sysadmin in a law firm that literally is just trying to keep the two hundred people that work in his company. I've got to make sure my and, partners are happy. And right, that the secretaries can print documents and scan documents in, and that at the end of the day, all the paralegals can you read know, all the documents they need to, and like you've got to keep the business running. And security well, is so, so this is where I see security. sixty hours a week. Right, this is where I see security going. We're, we, you know, we talk about this talent shortage all the time. You know, we can keep bitching and moaning about that. But I think 
I think what's going to evolve for the security what? team is you're going to still have these smaller teams, but they're going to be more of mentoring mm-hmm. and making sure that the sysadmin is doing what they're doing from a security perspective and kind of pushing some of these security roles and responsibilities uh, to... What, what are you guys talking about? I'm in like the middle of something. <laughs> Somebody's some booger flew out of their face. And it's, 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 is that a booger? Right no, it's like... It's like a flower, you sissies. It's, it's a little slimy. It's yeah. a little slimy? Uh, it's like, it's a little, well, throw it in the trash. Would you, Somebody's been would in, would you like it in alcohol... Nappy to get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, just bring me the whiskey. Gra- grab, yeah, just grab like a napkin or something so they can get rid of it. So, um, no, no, no. Uh, I'm on a roll here. Let me let, finish. Let him finish his roll now that he's done rolling right. over. And you us. guys weren't even paying Is attention to me at all. I had Jeff enthralled, that's and you roll. two were just sitting here picking on a booger. Um, <laughs> I see security as something that will be more embedded within everybody's role. With you know, like developers, we talk about getting them more thinking, more security consciously, and I feel like that can be applied to several different aspects of the business. Yes, there will still be some security functions, but we're gonna have to push a lot of that to like the people. So, and it's a lot like it's a lot like HR. You know, we have an HR department, but they don't rely on us for all the controls and stuff. They just tell us. What is standard? What we should and should you're, not you're do. Talking about the you're right, but mainlining and our mainstreaming. And right, we're mainstreaming it more. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, the yeah. we're uh, we are decades, if not centuries, but, out. No, 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 no. And I agree. It, it's at least a century <laughs> out. But I mean, you know, you think about what happened when when HR first, <laughs> you know, and the problems they had to do. I think they're, we're dealing with a lot of that same stuff. And ultimately, like you were saying, you went and got out of the security role into like a network admin, and now you're back in a sysadmin role that is doing what? Security. Right. So, I mean, and, and you think about they, you, yeah. you, at, at our role, what, what, what do we have? Right. Who do we have always coming over to our office that just loved me? The help desk. Looking right. to solve a sysadmin or a network admin role. So we have not totally, like our roles are to say, you're not doing your network configuration right. You're not doing your sysadmin configuration right. Once we start getting some of that stuff in place, well, we will be you know, be free to actually focus on other things. And for good or ill, sometimes we have access to a greater uh, swath of logs. Right. To try and correlate, perhaps, some issues that might not right that be are security issues. Yes, I have put in tickets. I have put in tickets with the dev team in work that I said this is not a security issue. This is a quality of code issue. No, you need to go. That's you do you do this fix. You're gonna have better. The, the centralized logging thing starts as a security ask, but frankly. Once once you see it as a sysadmin, once you see all of your logs in one place and you can go to one interface and perform two searches and understand exactly what went wrong across seven different servers in the space of 40 seconds, yeah, you suddenly realize this is not a security tool. This is an administration tool right. that has security applications. Right. And um, then... Um, Depending on the size of your organization, though, uh, some of those logs aren't going to be available to other people. Sure, sure, sure. And, yeah. and so sometimes that becomes a security role. 
And that's something that's a challenge. But how many people are still doing web filter administration? That's not necessarily a security role. I mean, we block, you want to block countries and malware from coming in, but for the most part, you know, some of that's, that is like a system. That's an HR content. Right. Like, but that's yeah. still in the security team a lot of times. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So. But. So, do we want to wrap this up and bring we this should, home? Or we should plug in Colasec before we wrap up. We are at almost like an hour and a half, which is about how long these usually go. So, yeah, we got about yeah. 15 minutes. Let's talk about Colasec a So, what is this Colasec? What is this what Colasec thing that you Colasec. are an organizer of? It so. is Coca-Cola security team. Right. Yeah. No, that's Crown Cola, actually, isn't it? Or RC Cola. It could be Cola. Well, no, which one was it? Was it RC or Crown? That was actually made in Columbia, South Carolina. It was uh, one of the two. That's what got it. was a Cola. Pepsi. No, it wasn't Pepsi. Pepsi it, was... No, in, no uh, that was uh, uh, Cheerwine. Cheerwine's the one. Well, was it? I, 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 I don't even fucking know. It doesn't I don't know. Matter. I've only been there for years. Wait, wait, wait. We have made a set. What is it? <laughs> we managed to take Colosec and turn it into something completely that it isn't. So, <laughs> I'm good with just leaving it there. Let it be a mystery to all of your listeners. Now, Colosec. so, Colosec, um, Tim actually helped me start this, even though he's being coy about talking about it now. He wants oh, no, more. I fucking founded the bitch. He wants more organic gummy bears. He did indeed. Which, by the way, I am still waiting for the about page to have a picture of me as a co-founder. Dude, we can't even update the about page to say that we have a meeting coming up on Tuesday. What up? Did you not pay the bills? <laughs> no, I did. We just don't. <laughs> we have wait, admin rights. We wait just a don't second. Use I them. shouldn't call anybody out. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this was about. So, Colasec is a poorly run organization <laughs> based in Columbia, South Carolina, founded by a pair of slackers who. And so I wanted to do a B-Sides Columbia. Right. And Tim yeah. was like, nope. nope <laughs> You're nowhere no, no, I've worked with Adam long enough to know this was a bad idea. <laughs> so we started a monthly user group in Columbia for security users. Um, Although now, with how big Colasec is, I think it would be a good time to start a B-Sides in Columbia. I, you, you heard it here one. first. No, you, no. No. No, sorry. Uh, well, I'm they saying might, you've heard it here publicly yeah, first. Heard it here Your first. listeners yes. have heard it here first, but it's been talked about. Uh, there are. Oh, I know. We've four, talked about it before. There are three or four. No, there are three or four different groups in Columbia who uh, have come to us. It's getting ahead of ourselves, but asking about doing a B sides in Columbia. So, and, uh, so it's a monthly meetup that's basically up micro B sides once a month. Um, for people in the city, an awesome micro B sides, might I add? An awesome. I feel like we've built something like like it's like when people ask me, "What are you most proud of in, in Infosec that you've done?" Like Colasec is on top of the list, bar none. I, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we go there sometimes after. Oh, wait. <laughs> they have fantastic wings. They're smoked. Um, they're good. Yeah, they are smoked. They're smoked. That happened after you left. Right. Way. What. The bar none, they're smoked wings, dude. They're fucking on point. You're welcome, bar none. <laughs> you are welcome, bar none. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina, go on what is it every other Tuesday to bar none and get the smoked wings. They're fucking good. Yes. Yeah. So the the whole idea behind Colasec is this: gather a bunch of information security professionals and enthusiasts into the room and allow them to do the normal lobby con networking thing, but also provide a presentation every month that is topical and relevant to some aspect of the information security discipline. And we have done 
things um, as specific as malware reverse engineering and as policy broad-based as um, walking through understanding which policies to apply to your business first. Like, what, 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 which information security policy that you are going to hand to your users is going to be the most relevant for your company? Like, how do you make that decision? So, I mean, it, it's been very abstract things, very... Um, Next week, we're... What's, uh, Tuesday, we're talking about SIM and the way to write rules and the way to do that. And SIM very being, generically. It's SIM here being the log consolidation platform, not security information and event management. Yeah, something event like that. Event and information management. Yeah, something um, like that. But yes. So... Um, one of the core tenets of the meetup is that it's a non-professional sort of atmosphere where you don't have to come in your business uniform. Their beer is uh, brought by members and shared. Basically, it's a monthly bottle share. Now, we don't drink really fancy beer, but there's beer at every meetup. There's food at every meetup. And we hang out, drink, uh meet and greet and then eat pizza hopefully learn something so make connections the website for it's colasec.org we have an active listserv an active slack channel if you would like to come join us then please um blow up tim's website since he's wandered out of the room and he can't stop me saying these things i had to go pee he had to go pee these things happen Especially seven beers in. Where is it located, did you say? Oh, it's in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. No, and go to colasec.org. Do not trust the address given in this podcast. It may, It is subject to change. We have had to relocate once. I am certain we will have to relocate again. And then sometimes... we are awful human beings and we don't pay rent. Well, and sometimes we actually do good things and we go meet at our local brewery, which is... Uh, yeah. And, uh, Conquest Brewing. Yeah. yeah. They make they let us make beer sometimes and we go and we Which drink beer. Which people say for me, by the way. Hey, I man. promised I was promised a growler. I, I was that promised not happen. I was promised by the, the <laughs> We were we were promised like six the, growlers and we drank it all. The, the brewmaster though promised us that he had reserved some and he did not do this uh, thing. Oh don't boo. throw Matthew under the bus. We also Matthew, anyways, we also had Matthew an opportunity. We also had the opportunity to take some growlers off of it. And, and we didn't. We didn't. Um, we just drink it all. What I will say, and th- with Colasec, it's like, and this is people have asked me, like, hey, I don't have a local local group to go to. What can you recommend? And my recommendation is go start one. There was nothing special about us starting one. We were maybe, what, a year? this was after B-Size Charleston 2013. Yep. Which was our first conference it, on the ride back. We talked about B-sides, yep. and we were like, "No, we need let, let's start up a user group first and see how much work that is." Because we, I knew getting in, yep. yeah, and we didn't have, we didn't know a lot of other people in Columbia that were security professionals. So we want to like bring all those people together, and when we have a big enough group that people can contribute, because B-sides is a lot of work. Yeah, and this was one way to like have something monthly to get together but like just also network and communicate with other security professionals to try and like pretty much up our security game and collaborate and do all this other you know it's just there's just a lot of good stuff it, from a local it, there's user there's a group. lot to be gained from right. hearing war stories and it's it's it's, and it's a month it's every month 
it's so that's you're getting more content than you're probably getting in one B sides, which is at one. We provide one, CPEs, one day right? CPEs, right? so right, but that's a one hour CPE from it, one of our right. But I don't want to. Well, and I don't want to like like I that's talk about. The, so that's the other thing about Colosec. well, but that's Colosec. talking about it being like a real training. It's not. Well, no. What I'm talking about now. is people getting it started. And what my point was is that our first meeting had four people. We're, I mean, we are on average now, what, 20 to 30 people every meetup. Maybe it drops down to 15 at some point. I, right. That's still a lot of people for Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so my point is is that, like, start up, even, and even if you have four people to start, that's a start. Like, Jeff was one of the first four people. I met you came. guys at a you know, you met him Tech at Five. No, I met you both of you at Tech No, Five. I wasn't at the He wasn't at the first he one. He wasn't at the Tech He wasn't one? at the first one, no. No, Adam did a lot of the it, the groundwork to start it. He it, found us a place. He started like spreading the word. And it, it, so that's the other thing. The it, it, So my original vision for Colasec was that we would all get a bunch of infosec people into a bar right. and we would have a few beers and it would be really informal. But we would all know that the third Tuesday of the month, or the whatever day of the week of the month, we would meet and just hang out, share war stories, and talk. It has evolved into this other thing right. that it is today, and I do not begrudge that evolution. It has been fantastic, right? but it also didn't have to evolve into that place if that doesn't work where you are. Right. There are plenty of, yes, there are plenty of city sects that just meet at bars. Yeah. And actually, yeah, actually, it, that is, hell, that is a good... for coffee, meat for... That was, right. that actually, that's what came from that first meeting is we all sat down and we looked around and, and everybody was like, what do you want to do? And they're like, do you want to come here it, again next week? Or in next three weeks? Month, right. Well, and see, that's the thing though, too, is that we had 16, the, we, actually the had, first, we actually had 16 people at the first one. Because that was at the, that was at, uh, Flying Flying Saucer. Saucer. Right. And it was the first one at, um, Ideology that was four people, four which people. is like our second, second or third meeting. So I mean, like, like, and then from there we just kind of built it, and it felt really kind of dark at that. That for low you, point. it did. I had to keep telling you not but, to worry about the. But I mean, we kept at it, we kept advocating, right. kept promoting it, and it grew into this thing. It got around, yeah, and we and our it. list, the list serve now for the group has like 165 people on. Yeah, it. we got about 80 people in Slack, and and it's right. just. And, People participate as they want to, and well, we realize that too is that people are going to come out. Some like there's going to be a set of group, core group of people that come out every meeting, or come out for most like eleven out of the twelve meetings of the year, uh, right? And then there's going to be people that come out every few. Frankly, every there, few. I'm really I consider people core if they show up for six meetings out of the year, right? I mean, they're half the time. 185 people in a list serve. You guys got to remember, this is Columbia, South Carolina. It, right. right. And that's what I keep going back to. It's Columbia, it South Carolina. So if you're in a... It is all word of mouth. So even if you're we in do, a small town, you can we start... We do actually something. have some people who are on from, I'm uh, you know, Greenville now. Uh, we have some people... <laughs> from Tennessee, even. No, sure. Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, we have people from uh, Charleston. We've, we've been able to meet people. And when they've moved from our area, they've stayed on the list because um, we're still doing stuff that's good. They can... We simulcast. It's, it's still our, a, it, right. It's still a community. So, so you can still, still join and you can still be a part of it. Do we have a Do we have a Slack channel? Yeah, yeah. There's a Slack channel. Dude, how are you not on the Slack channel? Robbers at the bathroom. <laughs> Robbers at the bathroom. What, while we're talking about the what, Slack what, channel. What, oh, okay. Yeah, so, you were in the bathroom. You were, you were tinkling. I was taking a week. Whiz. But uh, you should email my, my point somebody. Is, is that 
And they might put you on there. When you know, you, hear <laughs> you that. should all blow up eat Tim's email. I want Tim's inbox to have like seven hundred emails. Bring it on. I you hear that? Inbox. Uh, <laughs> that's an impressive uh, distribution list for Columbia. Well, and it's been going on for three years. So again, that goes back to it takes time to build up. Three years into it. We have got, and I texted you the other day. I was like, "Holy shit, Colasek is three years, years last old. month, right?" Yeah, it, in August, time flies, right? And like, it, and we have twenty to thirty people strong, but it took us a year to it took us two years to get to twenty to thirty people. And yeah, we did. I was stunned in our second year when we broke twenty people because we it did that thing where we would climb up to like seventeen people at a high point at one and, meeting, and, and we then would, it would and drop then back to. Come. Eight or nine people. The and impressive thing now is that we're consistently at that level, it, but people are still consistent. Yeah, people are still the, people can't make it. Yeah, but we have the we you have different faces each yeah. month. We've had the other folks we who should have been do, there who kind we of should up. do a separate podcast just you and me about the inception and the first year of this thing. We can and, maybe do that. Well, I guess me and Jeff will do a separate podcast just <laughs> you and me. Yeah. because. Somewhere else. Well, see, and I think so. Hey, I think don't don't get mad at Dad Love, okay? They <laughs> do bad dad, good dad podcast. That's what but I mean, also, also, I will say that um, you know, I think what I really like about Colsec is that it is very welcoming to new people. It's also relaxed. You know, we we found a place that allowed us to bring alcohol. You funded a lot of like the the alcohol and the other stuff that comes up. But that's the thing is that the community has grown into where people are bringing their cases. Like people go specifically right. buy twelve packs before they come to a meeting. We always tried to make sure there's food there. Big shout out to um, Todd. I'm Todd, Todd Lewis. Todd Lewis. Todd Lewis. He's who funded us pizza in at, our beginnings. Right in our yeah. beginnings, it, which is fifty dollars to feed that group every month. You know, he's got a great open source community going on right now in North and South Carolina. Yeah. Right. In South Others, Carolina, it's... Who, uh, who worked at ITology. ITology was like an incubator. So if you can find like that incubator that's supporting local user groups, that's perfect. I have talked to other local user security groups and like, yeah, they're charging us 350 bucks for this place. Yeah. So like, you, and you recognize, like the facility was really nice. We had a projector we could plug into. We had plenty of seats. And the USC incubator. They were giving us. Right. Which, so, I mean... Y- you got to have that type of a, type of environment, and so for some cities, it's going to be a little bit harder than others. And so. well, the other side of it, I mean, since then we found the USC incubator. That's USC right. in Columbia, and it's a collaboration that they so have. So if you can find college campus, right. maybe so, that yeah, uh, that's something that's available as well because right. they'll often well, and want. What I like what you guys are doing now since I've left, which is raffling off stuff. So you're getting stuff from people, which helps fund the group a little bit for bringing this stuff. You know, I've brought plenty of veggie trays and fruit trays for us to just have to snack on. You know, yeah, you bring you bring lockpick stuff that people can just play with while right. we're it, doing it. It sort of turns into a monthly community potluck. Right. But these are also all simple things that people can do and kind of, you yeah. know, kind of also uh, conform to their own area. This is what worked for our area and what people were interested in. And if people are listening, and they're listening because they're out there, um, we found that you know sometimes we don't necessarily have somebody local who can do something. Right. But technology is Google. amazing. Yeah, it's Google certainly Hangouts amazing. Um, and you know we have done some presentations in the past with our group, and I think everybody has those kind of sitting around. 
And so if you're starting up a group and you've got a few things or you need a few things, reach out to us because we'd be happy to... Right. Share uh, presenters, share content. I don't yeah. mind actively voluntolding presenters to go and present somewhere else. But even if we have, even if it's online, even if you want us to do it, we can give you a presentation where you can see us, you can see the presentations and wow. we've got some good stuff. And because uh, that's one of the hard things is trying to find <laughs> content. Right. And you know, it's out there. But I mean, and that's and what you have your, your community to... members. We've had, you know, thinking about it now, we're talking about, so three years plus, that is 36 presenters. I didn't think about that. But 30, yeah. So we've had 36, 36 months of people. Yeah, Subtract it, three, so 33 presentations that have been given. Right, but I'm, I'm also adding for, I mean, it's, well, I guess it's been a month, so 32. Your baby's three years old? 33. Well, we've had a couple Christmases. Well, either way, we oh, 30 plus. Yeah, 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 you're so right. So we're 30 yeah, plus. Yeah, so, and that's the other thing to talk about. Every, every Christmas, we're like, well, it's December, people are vacation, let's go do that bar thing. Because that makes sense at this time of year. And just kind of hang out and go back to that. So, you know, Wait, yes. Which, frankly, I sort of count that meeting as a throwaway that we're not going to do anything with and attendance as well. we did something cool but one year where we got trivia night. And we got them to do InfoSec questions for trivia night. That was a lot of was, fun. Which was fun to see everybody else's reaction who wasn't in InfoSec. Because there was right. other people in the bar that were doing trivia night. We made that it weird the next InfoSec. year. Right. We tried to make it as easy as possible. And it was amazing how many people did not get some of those questions. Yeah, right. Right. It's but trivial to us if you're reading the, the other day. Right. The but other it's like if we've... people have a good idea about something or they're like, hey, I'm learning this new cool thing. It's like, come present on that. You know, and you're giving yeah. people opportunities to come up yeah. and stand in front of people, which is not an easy thing to do, but do it in a but more... But it's also a small, controlled form. Right, exactly. Where yep. you know most of the people you're presenting to, right. and they and feel, I think that just helps the They feel comfortable taking the stress ball and just throwing it at your forehead. Right. I, it's, it, if, yeah, we've had a lot of, lot of those times where someone is that trying sucks. to do that later at a bigger conference, and we've given them good feedback. We've given them... Kick the field goal, man. Why is it the fourth quarter and the Gamecocks are down? But we've also had the guys I was talking shit to Chris Sanders. And that's a talk shit on behalf of the Gamecocks. I did. I did. I said, well, no, actually I did not. I said, hey, Chris, how are you feeling about the game tonight? And he was not Oh, God. I told you, kick the field goal. All right. Yeah, I think you're going to get a tweet tomorrow. The game has gone sideways. The podcast has gone sideways. We have the fourth quarter to get through still. So, yeah. And we're at about an hour and a half. We're over an hour and a half. Almost at an hour and 30 minutes. So, uh, this was great. This was fun. Thank it's you for coming on. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Yep. And uh, last, last thoughts, Robert? Hey, stay strong, my friends. <laughs> That's a great point to end on, by the way. I mean, <laughs> Nothing else. That's it. <laughs> just end it right there. Yep, done. That will do it. Hopefully you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at Timothy D Block. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E I S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.